This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello, and welcome to Line Dance Podcast. What is your name? Amanda Lindeman. How do you spell Lindeman? L-I-N-D-E-M-A-N. What would you say is your primary role in the line dance community? Just out to have fun and hang out and meet people and mainly just dance and spend as much as possible. So you're a social dancer then? Yes. How long have you been involved in the world of line dance? Uh, I got started in high school when I was a junior. I was very shy, uh, got into track and cross country, and that's when we found line dancing. I was too young to go dancing where the, there's a bar close to the house. And so my best friend at the time and I, like we sent our moms to go, and then they would go and learn the dances and come back and teach them to us. And then eventually, I, probably within that year, we found a place locally. There were lessons taught at a bowling alley near us, and that was all ages. So then we were just three or four nights a week. We would go there, and then once I got a driver's license, <laughs> and then I, we were traveling in the area within an hour or so to kind of go out there. And I met my, my best friend there, so, so we met through line dancing. <laughs> What was it about line dance that attracted you compared to other activities that one would not drive an hour to? Mm, I didn't really have any other activities <laughs> that I did. I was very much was very shy and just kind of in my own uh, just you know school doing that kind of stuff and then just the sports a little bit. but yeah, dancing really just it was a way to express myself and kind of just um, I don't know just to listen to the music and just kind of be in my own world and as a very shy person that was very appealing to me and yeah just meeting my best friend there as well we you know that was the way that we could really hang out and bond that my mom dances so we go on dance vacations now and so yeah it was really really good for us we didn't mind driving people would be shocked be like oh you drove an hour and a half to get here like I mean well yeah and we used to drag our little sisters along with us and we used to get in trouble all the time because we go to Pleasanton to go dancing. Well, you know, my best friend and I were in our early 20s probably, and we're taking our little sisters that were like, you know, 10 to 13 or something like that. We're not getting home until 1 in the after, one in the morning or something because, you know, after a full night of dancing, then you've got to stop and eat on the way home. And um, so we would get home and get in trouble, but they kept letting us stuff. We're just going line dancing, and then they've been there. They knew the people's, like having all these other parents there <laughs> so i mean that's that's what we did as 20 year olds we took our little sisters to go dancing and get in trouble <laughs> but so yeah it was, it was a blast was there any music that you felt uh, especially compelled to dance to or were you just kind of doing whatever you happened to learn i just i think that's why love is the variety i don't i'm not drawn to a specific kind even though like i'm a i'm probably a sucker for a samba um, and then I do partner dance as well. So, I mean, I love, you know, anything with like a waltz, nightclub, hustle, West Coast swing, especially beat. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's what I just love about it is you just, you can do a slow one, you could do a funky one, you just, just that different variety that you can mix in there. So yeah, I don't, I don't do one specific genre, I guess. But. And do you and your mom and your friends teach each other do you learn on your own with step sheets do you do videos or are you really more of an in-person person in-person person uh, at like workshops and whatnot um i do i try to do what i can at workshops uh, i learn well that way but for the most part I, I don't get to go to very many workshops so a lot of the time i'm either 
teaching myself. Now I use step sheets. I didn't for a long time until I got into event dances. I didn't know any choreographer who choreographed what. Now I hear a dance or a song, and I'm like, oh, so and so. But like before, I had no idea, and. I never counted. I didn't do anything, but just the way the the dances have gotten trickier. Now it's like hard for me to learn without hearing the counts. Like it really cements it in for me. So that's definitely been a big change. And my mom has a class, so and she's retired, so she'll like follow kind of the the dances that are out, and then um, like we'll see, and she'll teach either teach me in her class or teach me in the kitchen, or I'll help her learn a tougher one that we could do for a demo for her class and. But, yeah, for the most part, it's like, you know, the Internet and step sheets. Yeah, I've definitely gotten better at teaching myself through step sheets, <laughs> making sure I'm doing it right by, you know, refreshing on the video. <laughs> so. With all the dances that are out there, how do you prioritize which ones you're going to learn first? Because I imagine the to-do list must be pretty long. So if you're, if you're going into an event, say, a month later, how do you decide which 5 to 20 you're going to have down by the time you get there? That's, that's a tougher one for sure. I mean, I have like my favorite choreographers. I'll try to like um, kind of see those ones. If I'm going to an event, it definitely it's like who's that going to be there because um, I know for sure they'll do those. Um, so, yeah, and then I do probably prioritize more the funky ones. Um, so that's I learned one of the funky ones before I came here, and that was kind of like a, cool, I was able to get that. Okay. And do it on the floor here. So so that was that was good. But yeah, my lesson is definitely getting longer every <laughs> time. And I haven't been very good at checking them off really well. I didn't do a whole lot of prep for like this year. I was lots, I don't know, I took it took a lot easier on myself this year. But hopefully this winter like I'll get back into it and, and really uh, practice some. So I could start checking them off the list instead of adding them to the list only. So... You know, we both live in Northern California, and yet here we are in Florida. How do you prioritize what events you're going to per year? I try to do a new event each year. So I did Chicago was my new event last year. Uh, actually, I guess I did two this year because I did Palm Springs. I hadn't done Palm Springs before. And then Florida, I've almost come to Florida every winter. I didn't last winter, so for sure I knew I was going to try to get to Florida this year. And normally I come just because... I have an adopted manatee that I like to go see, and plus I'm obsessed with Harry Potter and the Wizarding World, so those are two other huge reasons to bring me to Florida. Uh, normally I would come to Florida and then fly to Big Bang and then fly home. Uh, instead I came for the Florida Line Dance Classic because I hadn't been to this one before, so I'm definitely glad I did. <laughs> Completely unrelated to line dance, but I have to ask, adopted manatee, tell me about this. Yes, his name is Howie. I got him in high school, uh, maybe junior high. Um, but my mom adopted him for me for Christmas because I used to have the National Geographic had a world magazine. It's like all for kids and animals and that that type of stuff. And there was a manatee interview in there, and they just they talked about it, and I just fell in love instantly. I was done. So that Christmas, my mom adopted a manatee for me, and his name was Howie. So you get like. Uh, you get an adoption certificate and a picture and information about them. You get the newsletter, and they say when the adoptees come into the Blue Springs State Park, which is here in Florida, which I'm probably going to go to tomorrow or the next day. And um, so, yeah, so I get to, so I've just readopted him every year. So I'll just, you know, give to them for Christmas and all that. So, yeah, I'm just 
wearing a manatee shirt for anybody who can't see right now. <laughs> wow, that is very cool. I didn't even know such a thing was possible. Oh yeah, there's there's adoptees for like a lot of the different, especially endangered animals, and yeah, so definitely the manatees for me all the way. <laughs> Back on line dance. How, how did you first find out about events? Because I know that transition can be. Um, startling for people to to go from like the 20 to 30 or whatever number of you know country bar dances are done during a typical session you know 10 p.m to 12 p.m at their local restaurant or something to hundreds and thousands of dances that exist in the world how did you find out that there were all of these and that there were events like florida and chicago and palm springs it's kind of i my first event was in 2003 but back then I had no idea that it was like, I just thought it was a fluke, like it was just a local a local thing. I didn't realize how widespread it was. I mean, we didn't have social media or anything like that. Really wasn't really prevalent back then. Uh, so we went. I had a fantastic time. It was amazing. And then I, we kind of forgot it existed. And then I went to another one in 2006, which was a, it had a line dance. It had swing. It had two. So I got to do all, all the different things, and which was really appealing to me at events. And... So then, again, we kind of forgot about it because I think I tried to look into it again and then they, they stopped having that event. So I was like, oh, okay, well, see, it was probably just a, a, a one-time thing. And then, so I mean, by then, I don't know, 2010, 2011 time, yeah, same thing, you know, 20, 30 dances I've been doing for 20 years and you can only add so many spins, I try, and <laughs> different places to add moonwalks or just different things like that and different songs to keep it fresh. But, like, I hadn't felt like I'd been challenged in forever. So I just kind of felt like I'd plateaued as a dancer. And then just had a really horrible year. 2011 was really rough. And then that's when we, my mom found out about Vegas. And so we're like, yes, like, we need this. This is, we're going to go check it out. And then we've been hooked ever since. So we do Vegas every year, her and I. And then I, I branch out and do other other ones around the country she's she goes to the ones that we could that she could drive to like in california mainly so we did uh, reno had one a few times so been to that one but yeah so that's kind of opened our eyes to that but still like it took a few more i don't know at least three or four years till they it started really crossing over in the place i go dancing normally so she would bring them back to her class so we get to do some there other than that it was just you know be doing them in my kitchen and then they started you know, getting back to the, the bars and really like a few here and there, but it was a kind of a really slow transition. It felt really slow. <laughs> what can you tell me about the spinning? <laughs> um, I just, I don't know. It's very bizarre. Cause like, it's really hard to explain. Cause technically I don't know exactly I'm do- what I'm doing. Like my best friend's the same thing. It just depends on the type of move and how your feet are crossed. But um, I mean, we used to practice all the time, like her and I in the kitchen, just like watching kind of our feet in the, you know, in the stove or whatever. You can see the reflection. And then we would kind of practice, but like it just, and I mean, people always ask if I take ballet. Like, I mean, I did as a, when I was young, but I wasn't like super into it. And I obviously I wish I was stuck with it, but now looking back, but, uh, but yeah, so I mean, we just add more and more spins and she and I like we never got dizzy or anything so I mean we could just spin 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 and then you just kind of usually hear it in the music or just kind of know like okay if I'm going to overspin this I need to know how many counts to leave out and where to pick it up again 
but it was never like looking into it that scientifically it was just like i'm gonna spin and then i gotta uh, pick up okay i'm right this part of the music or this part of the dance so it always just kind of kind of came naturally um so i always try to do as much spins as possible i get dizzy now but like up until this year <laughs> i didn't ever get dizzy so that's a it's been a transition to kind of I still spin all the time. I'm just dizzy when I come out, like like everybody else. <laughs> so for a standard, say, like a two-count full turn, you, know, you turn, you step a half back, you turn, you step a half forward. Ballpark figure, how many spins can you squeeze in to those two counts? When everyone else is just turning, you know, half-half to do a full turn in two counts, how many are you doing? How many spins are you doing? Um... Is it a slow song or a fast song? <laughs> oh, medium tempo, 120, 130 beats per minute. You know, maybe like uh, just a little slower than Watermelon Crawl. Probably, probably three for sure. Um, I know, for example, like a Cowboy Cha Cha, it's only like a half, half turn shuffle type of deal. But we do at least two, sometimes three right there. So, and then another two back and so, I mean general but yeah again if, if I have a good spin going I'm just gonna skip those next few counts and and let it ride yeah. <laughs> it's a good way to do it yeah it's, it's it's like life advice you know you just wing it until you think okay time to get back on track exactly and exactly. you enjoy the ride until then yeah like this is a great moment I'm just gonna let this moment last a little bit longer and then okay <laughs> back to reality yes. back to the normal counts <laughs> If you had life advice of your own to provide to the line dance universe, like a, a big sign on the side of the road that people could see as they're driving, what message would you want to convey? Hmm. Interesting. You can break this down by things you've always wanted to tell the DJs, things you've always wanted to suggest or you know ask from instructors, choreographers, things that maybe it would be nice if other dancers knew about or would think about when they go dancing, things that event managers should consider when they're you know, bringing the event back for the following year, anything in any of those categories. Uh, and you could take them you know, selectively if you'd like or if there's one in particular that you really would want to focus on, what's something that you'd want to put out there just so it exists in the universe? One thing that I like, I mean, because... And back to the whole, you know, doing, you know, different dances for the the standard ones. I understand, like, not changing the music for a lot of the trickier ones because a lot of them are are phrased to that music. Um, But for me, it's very difficult for me to to do, like, Triple and Bob to Hanson. (laughs) It's like so many years ago, and then we've done it to so many amazing songs lately. Uh, not even lately, like within the past, you know, four or five years or something like that, that I'm like super obsessed with doing it to those ones. So now I do it to so- to the original song, which I'm like, obviously I'm super glad existed because it gave us this amazing dance. Uh, but yeah, I like to, to definitely keep it fresh. So even, you know, you, just, you have a great dance, you like it, but, you know, challenge yourself, play it to like another amazing song that comes out. And sometimes that's why I don't, I haven't learned a lot of the newer ones because I found a dance that I already know and can spin a lot to <laughs> that goes phenomenal to that song. So, uh, so I like to do that. So, I mean, um, I guess I would say don't kind of 
get stuck in that rut, but kind of challenge yourself and kind of keep it fresh and open to new possibilities because you never know what's out there, what you're missing. And I guess for line dancing in general, everybody that you meet is always just like, oh, it's line dancing and it's country. It's, I mean, <laughs> they just, and that's not even people in the dance community because we are all well aware, <laughs> but just people in the, the outside world that even the people I work with all the time, they're just like, well, to listen to music all the time. I'm like, oh, I know I dance to this song. I know I dance to this song. And they're like, what? Like, how is that? I'm like, yeah, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> if there are if there were a preferred method of communication by which people could get in contact with you, what would that be? Do you have uh, an email address that you'd like to give out, or can people add you on Facebook? What What would be the best way people could contact with you with further questions? Um, I would probably say definitely Facebook. I'm on there more. My my email is just pretty much everything except stuff from eBay for some reason gets sent to my spam folder even though I have an eBay folder it's supposed to go to but uh so I don't use email a whole lot I'll try to get in there and make sure nothing is falling through the cracks but yeah definitely Facebook or yeah definitely add add me or request to be added and absolutely so it's definitely the way I keep up with everybody because I'm not really good at like staying in contact with everybody <laughs> so Facebook is I mean life changer for me <laughs> so that's spelled a-m-a-n-d-a and your last name is l-i-n-d-e-m-a-n that is correct yes this is gonna be a tough one because you've been dancing a while you've probably seen a couple dances in your time if there were one dance that you would recommend for everyone to learn what would it be I thought you were going to ask me my favorite dance. I know that answer. Um, oh, I'd love to hear that too. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's changed. It's, but my favorite has, was Unidos Trace or the 13MWZ, whatever it used to be called, um, to the Unidos Trace, My Marie or whatever by Ricky Martin um, for for years, for years. And I mean, now, of course, we learn so many cool, crazy ones, but that has always been kind of like, my you know fallback favorite that I would just hear it and like I gotta dance this like I can't like sit out and chit chat like during Unidos Trace like I have to I have to get out there and spin <laughs> but fav- like everybody else should learn gosh I mean there's just so many it's hard to pick a favorite for everybody else that's a tough one <laughs> well you can think about it like classics uh if there are dances that are going to be done forever, that inevitably someone will have to learn, you know, what, what might one of those be? As well as what's something you've been especially impressed by this weekend that maybe uh, a person listening should jump on while they have the opportunity to do it in a ballroom? I guess the one that, like, the classic that was on my list and I was most excited to learn was Have Fun Go Mad. So a few years ago I learned that one, and that one had been... Just like I, I gotta learn that one. I gotta learn it, and finally, I was able to do it, and learn it, and then dance it with everybody in an event, which was just amazing for me. Um, and what was the other part of the question? <laughs> oh, if there's one that you've learned recently that you're very excited by, uh, something that maybe just came out in this weekend or in the past couple months. Yeah, I really loved the Falling Walls by Darren Bailey. Uh, I wasn't brave enough to do it on the floor last night, but. <laughs> Um, and then today, I just took You Deserve Better, and pretty much anything Fred does is amazing. So, I mean, um, 
anything. That's those are usually my the top of my list. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time on this last day of Florida Line Dance Classic and uh, chatting with us at Line Dance Podcast. Uh, until next time, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see you on the dance floor. Definitely. See you out there.